History is made not simply with events, but by remembering those events. A double drumbeat like a heartbeat. History can be written not only with books, but with ceremonies. Christopher Brown. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Last episode, we talked a fair amount about the politics of whatever world that you're designing and creating and how to not info dump that. This episode goes hand in hand with that, but includes the history of the world that you're creating. So in your setting, in your world that you've built, you don't need a five-page explanation about how the world got to where it is. Readers generally accept it as being, something happened, this is just the way it is, that's fine. But history, if it is involved within the story, can help create a richer environment. We all know that history is, for the most part, written by the victors. As storytellers, it's our job to make whatever information that we want to convey about the world's history interesting. And I feel like there's a huge disconnect because people want to tell the truth about the history of the world. A really good example of this, I think, is in The Hunger Games. The history of the world that you get is the history presented by the capital. And it's not until she does digging and gets into the world further that she starts to see that's not the actual true history of how Pan Am came to be. And it's not an info dump. It is something discovered through the course of the plot. I would advise you to have a character who is remotely interested in history if history is relevant to the plot in your story that you're creating. This can come in a couple of different facets. One could be that they're a super advanced librarian who just loves history. They think of themselves as historians. Maybe they go out on dig sites and that kind of thing. The other facet is somebody who's a student of history. So these are the types of characters that are more interested in leaving their own mark. And so they study Sun Tzu and whatever your world's equivalent of all of that is. One thing to remember is that a lot of historians tend to make the big things small and the small things big. This is also one of those opportunities for bias within your storytelling, which is highly encouraged by us. Because you have the Washington chop down the cherry tree. And I heard that story more than I heard the story of any big battle that he fought in. Having an understanding of how historians view history will also help you convey history in what feels like a realistic way. One of my first bits of advice for you when it comes to telling the history of your world is not only to not info dump, but to lie. Because again, history is told by the victors. History is told through the lens of a character and their personal biases. One of my favorite TV shows, at least the first season, is one called Sleepy Hollow, where the main character is Ichabod Crane and he gets revived in modern day. And so he has this like revolutionary war idea of what America should be. And he'd met all of these heroes. He's like, no, stop revering Benjamin Franklin. He was a total jerk. That kind of impression of the historical viewpoint makes the character much more interesting and makes the audience's view of history much more fun. 
So aside from using the character itself, there are two primary tools in conveying the history of your world to your readers in a way that's not an information dump. The first thing that you need to do is to take notes. Track your world history so that you don't have to drop it in a block. This allows you to sprinkle the history throughout your story instead of putting it all in one spot. This is a lot easier for you to keep track of continuity to make sure you don't have something that miscommunicates, but having these notes also gives you, the writer, the ability to create this world, especially when you have the energy to create worlds, without dumping all of that on the reader. And especially you pantsers out there, Keep notes as you're creating, because I know a lot of us will develop the world and develop the history as it becomes necessary in the story. So just make sure that you're tracking that so that it stays consistent. And another note to go along with this, you can have your official history version, and you should probably have some notes on how different characters will view that history and how they will consider it. Because not everybody's going to be a history expert. Just look at our world. How often do people get history wrong? Your characters are going to do the same thing. The people that they meet are going to do the same thing. So keep your official notes, but also keep your, okay, this one person said this and this other person said this, that don't quite align with the true history. One thing that could be incredibly useful for you is to make these in different colors. That means red is complete fabrication. Washington never chopped down a cherry tree. We're just going to put that in there because it's a misconception about history. Blue is how my main character views it. Or green is how a religious center might say the events of this history happened. The second thing that we want to talk about in regards to how to convey world history is to include holidays and traditions like in our quote at the beginning, that history can be written with ceremonies, this is the way to show that to your characters. In the book I'm reading right now, the main characters are all preparing for Founder's Day, which is the equivalent of Christmas. Founder's Day tells us about the history, especially of that town. And in my story, they're preparing for a season of life festival, which is kind of like a New Year celebration. Those things give you more insight into the history and the things that the people care about in history than just an info dump will ever do. And keep in mind, a lot of the preservation of history, at least on Earth, came through religious facets. So a lot of your holidays are going to be celebrating a particular event. Hanukkah is celebrating a particular event, Passover, a particular event. With these holidays popping up in your story, you can then reveal a small facet of the history of your world. Another note, traditions are peer pressure from dead people. When you include traditions within your story, it's important to understand where those came from. And who in your world is breaking those traditions? Who doesn't care about them anymore? And why don't they care about them? So if you have a Greek chorus character who's entering a house and there's a horseshoe up above the door, and every time they walk through, they touch the horseshoe on their way in and out. That's just a tradition that they have. 
they can ask, hey, what's the story of the horseshoe? One of the reasons why having a holiday or an event or a tradition helps is because those big celebrations, one, give you an opportunity for some good, fun character building scenes, but also give you a chance to explain those aspects of your world. I will preface that by saying they need to be important to your story in some way or relevant or in the plot have some purpose aside from just, ooh, look, a celebration because I want you to know this aspect of the world. Most traditions are ongoing. Most holidays, there are preparations for. And don't forget, you're also going to be using your characters to tell these stories. Everything about the history is told through a character perspective. So your characters are going to have opinions about holidays. Does your character celebrate winter solstice instead of Christmas because they want to celebrate the original holiday, not the one that was stolen by Christianity? All of this to say your characters each will celebrate the same holiday differently. If you had Disney Plus over the last couple of Christmas seasons, Olaf's search for a holiday tradition is a great example of that because he's going from house to house. Oh, our holiday tradition is ugly Christmas sweaters. Our holiday tradition is putting a bow on the wreath on Christmas Eve. Even though it's all the same event that the world history is celebrating, everyone experiences that celebration differently. There are also talking points about the future. There's time to prepare for them. There's an opportunity for them to take time off and go on a vacation because there's a holiday upcoming. It's not just the past. You do have the opportunity to share why that holiday exists, but also looking forward to that holiday happening within your story. And make sure your characters disagree about the holiday. Some people will argue that Easter is more important than Christmas. Some people would argue the opposite. This is yet another opportunity for you to explain the history behind each one because you have characters arguing who are opinionated about the history of each one. But one thing I will say is just because it's in quotation marks doesn't excuse you from the info dump aspect of it. If you have three pages of one person monologuing about the world history... Yeah, still an info dump. Break it up. Sprinkle it in. Because again... The likelihood that your reader needs to know every intricate detail of that history right then in that moment is really low. If they need to know about it right then, make sure that you've spent some time earlier in the story sprinkling those details throughout so that when it comes up, they're already familiar with the concept and you don't need to break the action or those exciting moments with four paragraphs of, Well, 300 years ago. All that goes to say, if you aren't bringing it up in your everyday quest, it might not be super relevant to your character either. It needs to be plot relevant if it's there. Your notes will help you make sure you keep to that and you keep to an entertaining story with a rich world history. So write for yourself. Write not only your book, your notes. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.